0: This is an SM Media production. Hi folks and welcome to the latest episode of the Rangers assessment right here on SM Media I'm Scott McPight, it's a pleasure as always to be your host And it's a Scott special this week, we've got three Scots So please bear with us as we introduce the, the, the names of the people And you'll have seen them on before, they're regular contributors to the show But we've, we've all got the same first name, so we're going to have to divvy out how we're going to name them So we're going to go with Scott Young up the top Scott, it's a pleasure mate, thank you for coming on We're going to just call you Scott for the time being
1: yeah, no, cheers for Amazon. It's been a while, I think, I've been on this. Yeah, so I went I'm, been... I'm looking forward to talking about... I think my last time was Colmont's first game, the Hibs game. Yeah, probably was. i have been yeah. on it since then. Probably was. So aye, it's been a
0: while, a lot has changed. A lot has changed, yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, and it's a pleasure to welcome Scott Mackay, who's going by the name of Scotty for this episode.
2: Hi, Scott, cheers for having us on again, mate. Uh, not a good performance on Saturday, professional job done. A oh, lot talk
0: about, though. There is a lot to talk about, and I, I think a, a lot of it will be down to kind of what we're expecting between now and the end of January. Scott Young, in terms of the, the performance on Saturday, performances under Clement, I think Saturday was a perfect example, and it's probably good that you're on because you were here for Clermont's first game. The difference in terms of the professionalism, in terms of results and performances in games like Saturday's, is so drastically different.
1: Yeah, definitely. I saw a lot, there was a lot of complaints on Twitter about the game, about the performance, but how many times in 55 did we scrape a 1-0 one? Or McGregor to put two or three great saves? Even under Walter. Walter's games were never pretty. Walter's games were never always pretty. It was always a scrape one, two, 1-0, 2-1, but it just shows the mentality change more than anything. Like, we saw Suter... Jumping in front of challenge, jumping his body in front of anything. And yeah, just it was definitely a mentality change to hold on and grind out a 1 0, which if we're going to win a league, we need to do at some point. Scott, in terms of the
0: Hibs the game, I, I thought there was a real positive feel after the Hibs game in terms of the performance. I thought obviously like Yilmaz getting a goal, Cantwell, who I thought scored a really good goal, Dessa's goal was taken really well. Going into Saturday,
2: I thought it was a lot of positivity because of that result. Aye, definitely, definitely. Um, but like Scott Young says, the important thing was just getting three points and and by Glasgow, because um, St. Murn gave us a good game. I don't think Rangers were at were their best, don't get me wrong, but I think just looking at the grand scheme of things, like you're talking about the mentality shift, it's it's night and day. If we play our game under Michael Beal on Saturday, we drop points. Sounds sort all of easy enough for me.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's also as well. I think the the goalkeeper. I thought the goalkeeper had when he had to make saves, he did. In terms of the team, Scott and the, I thought it was a bit drastic in terms of the the selection. Obviously, Suter moved to left centre back. Goldson came back in. Sterling, who I, I, I don't really know what the plan was in terms of where he was meant to play. Wright came in for a start. Dessa started up front. I thought when I saw this team, I'm like, there's a bit too many changes
1: here, but it worked. Yeah, I I agree. In in terms of, like, I I wasn't convinced by the midfield of Raskin. I thought when I first saw it before, 3-3, where Raskin, Lundström and Sterling as your three, very workman-like, not a lot of creativity in there. But your know, stalling off left just didn't work with me, and I think it took him too long to change it. When Lawrence came on at half time, I thought you'd be seeing Lawrence out on the left, and then going back to that four three three, which I thought it was going to be. But no, he kept he put Lawrence he put Lawrence as a ten and kept stalling it wide. But it worked. Like there was a lot of especially towards the end when we needed it to. Ryan Jack came on. I thought right, I'm not Ryan. I'm not Ryan Jack's biggest fan, but the. I I'm not Ryan Jack's biggest fan, but I thought he'd done a job when he came on. He did what he needed to do. And with, with Lundsham and Raskin there, I thought they did I thought Raskin in one of his poorer games, to be fair. But no, I when you say about the team, I thought Dessers came in and done what Dessers does. Held the ball up all right, got his goal. I'm obviously the Dessers biggest fan, but no, I happy to see him get his goal. And I thought, overall, it was... Not not a bad performance, but it was very very workman uh, performance. I thought.
0: Scott, I think that's the Scotty, I think that's the big thing. I think that that performance you mentioned, obviously under Bill, Rangers probably don't win that game. I think it's true, but I think it shows the the manager's kind of direction that the fact that he knew that this wouldn't be a vintage performance, but he was willing to put in kind of three holding midfielders. He he sh- shook it up a bit. Wright came in. I didn't think Wright was up to much at all. I thought, in terms of the you kind know, of the landscape of the side, I thought you know everybody you kind know, of had their job. I thought Lundstrom was very good. I think he's been good, brilliant under Clement. And it leads to the first goal. and Lundstrom obviously that ball was on. McFadden made the point of this as well. And we'll get into McFadden in a minute because I want to make a point and something he said the ball was on but I thought Dessers just the way he was able to hold the line it's something that he's been guilty of not doing in the past mm. and it's a, it's a goal it's a goal that you want to see and it's a goal that Dessers can do and I think what we've seen with, with Dessers obviously since he came in has been a bit stop start but he's finally beginning now to look like somebody who who plays on, plays on confidence but I thought it was probably his best game in terms of his all round performance on Saturday I thought
2: Aye, definitely. Definitely. Um I've made my opinions perfectly clear in Serial Dessers and I'm never going to change them. He's a bit part player for the season. Um he's obviously he's he's coming in, he's purple patch just now. They're really, really good gaming Saturday when I when I seen his goal, I seen him kinda of on his run through when he, just before an knocks ball back, to keep really looks as if he's leaning back a wee bit, as if he's maybe going to hit a shot. And when I only seen it in the action replay, that's when he takes the touch and touches it running. It's a it's a good enough finish. Um I think the big man was pretty much starved a service in Saturday, to be honest with you. I think it was one of them games. we were really, really um, stifled in the middle the park. There, was, there wasn't was much room. The conditions weren't great. The wind was for us in the first half and against us in the second half. conditions weren't any good. pitch was playing up. Um, I thought Raskin was mediocre at best. Nico Raskin isn't producing the goods for me in a Rangers jersey just now. Sifuentes so is obviously going out, maybe we'll getting out later on, but um, I'm interested to see what Diamandis going to be going to be bringing into the team when he when he comes in to start because I think he's going to play kind of that Camara role. I noticed Sterling was playing left wing on Saturday for the majority of the first half, and that kind of surprised me. One thing about the game I really want to touch upon though is what I noticed in the second half is uh, Steve Robinson made a change and he brought on I don't I don't know what the what the boy's name is for St but. Six foot plus, and he parked him right on Redvan, and his um next next thing there's a diagonal ball played across the park, and Redvan doesn't win the header, but next minute come on Borna ball the to get stripped, and he makes a sub right away. That's just good management of the game. That's a manager helping your team manage a game and nullifying a threat. So I think it was pretty much positive all round. Obviously, there's a lot, of, there's a lot of things come on. It'll be able to take away that he can work on, but. It's as I say, it's it's job done, and that's that's all we need just now. Usually after winter breaks, Rangers don't go off to the best start, and that's when their seasons have collapsed in recent years after a winter break. Clermont seems to have fixed it.
0: Scott Young, I want to touch on Raskin and Cantwell in particular. Now I think Cantwell, I think they're two very different kind of circumstances. I, I think Cantwell, as we all know, in recent probably since the start of the season has struggled to really get a foothold in terms of what he did at the start of, when he came in last season. He really looked as if he was going to be that kind of talisman that Rangers needed. He hasn't hit those heights, but you see he's capable of, of goals against Hibs. I thought he was good against Hibs in terms of the goal he scored. But where we're at just now with we Cantwell is I don't think the man... I think the managers got that. got those doubts. And I think that is a concern for me because he, I thought Lawrence, when he came on, was far more positive.
1: Yeah, I think because that he was he was Bill's main man. Beale because he was the he was the main but since Clemence came in he's very much become another player and I don't know if Cantwell was suited to that role. So I know it's not I know it not one of Far's main players. But yeah, and now he's back now he's got a manager like Clont who just wants him to do a role, make sure he sticks. sticks to, I don't know if Campbell's suited to that, and maybe a Tom Lawrence is a lot more suited to, to uh to that kind of role. Scott, you
0: mentioned obviously with Raskin and uh, Jack coming in. And the problem that that I think they have got with that is is that when Raskin, I think when he's on his game, does offer something that very few midfielders do. But with Diamandi coming in. I can see maybe Diamandi kind of playing that kind of link of between like, maybe I kind can, of, I know John Walker brought this up in a, a video I saw the other day. It could be a link between Kamara and Aribo in terms of he's got both mm-hmm. parts in his game. Right. I think that's something we could see the likes of kind of Diamandi in. I just think Raskin at the moment just is maybe unfit. Do you know what I mean? He's rushed back. I just, I thought he, like, against, I know it was Dumbarton, but I thought he was getting on the ball very, very, very well. I just think the last couple of games just haven't suited them but he needs to it needs to fight obvious performance because Lundström for me Lundström has to start Lundström's kicked on under Clermont Diamandi's going to command. Lawrence, Lauren should get Jack there Sterling obviously is playing his part that midfield possession now getting quite do you know what I mean it's becoming competitive for places if you're not performing on will not play and that's what I want to see I don't want players playing because they've been good for a while and then they've had a bad form if Raskin's no hitting the heights, Raskin will be playing.
2: Uh hundred percent. hundred percent. I've, I've yet to see, I've seen flashes of what Nico Raskin can bring to Rangers midfield. Like, was it a second half away to Savet. Savet. He came, he came out and he looked an absolute Still, He grabbed the game base a game neck. I need to see more of that for me to be convinced by Nico Raskin. Obviously, come on, see certain things in the training pitch. Come on, come on, to a professional, let's be honest. He, he knows why he's playing but, I don't know. I'm just I'm not seeing enough just now. I know what you're saying about him um coming back for injury and things like that, but I'm I'm talking about it in kind of overall and in, and since Nico Raskin. He's been ways a year now and I've kind of yet to see what he can offer. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's kinda of where I'm um struggling with Raskin just now. I d I don't even know what type of player he is. Like it's it's quite difficult. Don't so he's been used in different roles, but Come on seems to want him to be in the 8 But when Diamandic comes in And he come on and uses two central midfielders Where does Raskin go? Does he get into the 10 further ahead? In terms of Cantwell If you don't mind me touching back on your point I noticed um Alex Pritchard was dropped For the Sunderland line-up On Saturday could, I know it's a it's a proper long shot here But could you maybe see Cantwell moving on before the deadline on Thursday? Because like we say He isn't he isn't a come on Sky I don't really touch up. I thought once was so much more positive in the community weekend.
0: do well, no. I don't. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I think Bill has his certain kind of links with players and, and things like. That. I, I I think there is a. I think there's somebody there can't who can deliver. But I think it's similar to asking. I just I think he needs to show up more. And mm. I think the problem that Rangers have is and we're seeing a lot more positivity in terms of movement and the, the certain profile that, that Rangers are going for. Rangers wouldn't be signing a Todd Cantwell now. If Rangers are going by the profile they're going for that we've seen in the past week, Todd Cantwell, Todd Cantwell was a player who'd lost his way. Already, since Coppin's come in, I don't think Rangers are going down that route anymore, and I think it's a big change. I just think we need to see more. I think it's that simple. I think we kind of similar to... Lawrence coming in. I think the problem Scott Scott Young I've got with Lawrence is he's been here for a year and a half, never had an injury record at all, and now you kind of keep him fit. So what yeah. is that? See, and I I, I do think Lawrence is a part to play. I do think Cantwell. What we saw, I think Cantwell deserves time because we saw in the five months last season he was he was involved in a lot. He was he was Rangers' best player I thought for the second half of last season, but he needs to be that again and I think now there's a manager who's not going to take any cap and if he's not playing again if he's not hitting the heights we saw it he's going to he'll, he'll hook him do you know what I mean hooked him against uh, Limassol when things weren't going the right way he'll do that again it's up to Campbell to really kick on and I thought we'd seen a wee spark when, but kind of after that but there's times where he's just not doing enough
1: for me when you know he can uh, he's a luxury player That's that would Saturday wasn't a game for luxury players. I don't think. It's more of a that was more of a Tom Lawrence game than a Todd Campbell game on Saturday. But yeah, I can not I can't I can't see Campbell leaving before deadline day. I can see him maybe going to if Michael B. was still on a job. I can see him go to Sunderland in the summer, but I can't see him leaving now. because I think Diamandis has been brought in. I think he's just been brought in as depth. Because mm-hmm. if I play in, what, two games a week? We're can't, we, can't, we can't go to like, sitting half the season with our midfield being Lundström, Jack, Sterling and Ryan Jack when he's fit. Which is, what, four games a season? Five games a season? I think we need another body in the middle of the park. And I that's what Diamandis brought in. And if we bring in... I think he can play as a 10 as well. And if we bring in a 10... What two number tens this window and brought in one that's no, that's doing the opposite of solving depth issues,
0: Scotty. One player I was quite surprised didn't come on was Fabio Silva. Now, I, I don't know if I, I, I didn't see anything to say that he was hurt or anything. I, I thought that was a game, and St. Marin deserve a lot of credit because they were they were trying to equalize and Rangers were kind of hanging on at the end up. But I thought we might have seen Silva with maybe 20 30 minutes to go just to. Maybe, maybe Scott's right in terms of maybe it's not a game for luxury players but you needed kind of something different I think I always think you need a second goal in those games mm. but I, I was quite surprised we didn't see Silva at all
2: See, was surprised me about Fabio Silva as his work rate I don't think he is a luxury player I think he's going to be an absolute asset um, it's one of the things that caught me out when I had performance was when he was playing that number nine role he was dropping deep he wasn't scared to track back mm-hmm. but Fabio Silva's effort Midweek there, show, showed up Todd Cantle in the first half, for me anyway. Um, So, like to say, I reckon Silva should have got maybe 20 minutes, half an hour. I don't see what, like why come on, didn't do it. Maybe it was just to get 90 minutes in Dessler's legs after he got his goal. I don't know. Because he seems to be favouring him through the forward? I don't know if that's, um, I don't know if that's important, maybe into deadline day on Thursday that every any time we've seen Silva he's been playing as a nine instead of out in the left where he played for Anderlecht and PSV last season I would have liked to have seen him come on but like I say the most important thing was the game management it was professional I don't think St-Mur was too much threat to our goal and in the second half they did more spells of possession than what it was used to be Rangers just looked as if they managed to nullify the threat and just kind of even with the goals and the back. I thought that was a good game that that centre-back Perm had together on Sunday Saturday. I thought it was probably their best game yet, to be honest.
0: Right. Let's kind of look at the, the result in terms of where it's at just now. I mean, Scott, I think it's right in terms of the, the winter break nightmares that we've seen in the past with Rangers. That's a result. That's a game that you haven't seen very often, probably since... Fifty-five, because Rangers haven't been comfortable. Rangers have made their own messes a lot of times, and that—that that to me can kind of wrong true that there's a manager there who kind of knows how to adapt to these games. He knows how to change it when needed. At similar point, obviously, Red Van Genoff and Barisic coming on. I just thought that that's a result that if Rangers are going to make an effort in this title race, that's a result that could be massive come the end of the season.
1: Yeah. Always there's always those games you look back on and think that we that's that's a game that's won as a league. Like I go back to fifty five the Motherwell game, where we're one nil down, we're 15, 20 minutes to go and win three one. I always go back to that game and think that's the game that won as a league. And this could be one we look back on in May. where if we went if we if we are left in fifty six at the end of the season, this is a game we could look back on. You you need as I said at the start, you need to win games like this. Walter Wolver always won games like that. And his, when he won three in a row in his last, his last spell, even we'll go back to nine in a row. Pretty sure there would have been games like this where we scraped at 1-0. A dodgy pitch, dodgy conditions. we need, were hanging on for their life at the end and we managed to come away with three points. These games you need to win. Not Football's not... You're not going to win every game 5-0. There's games you need to scrape. You need, It's not about tactics. It's just about fight. Desire and come and coming away with three points, which is what we done at the weekend. Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair enough. I think Scotty as well.
0: In terms of Cel Celtic winning one 0 when I think it was a very similar kind of circumstance to Rangers, it was, it was gritty. Celtic weren't at their best, but they'll look at, it, at similar to Rangers t- in Saturday. That that's a game that will probably be important if if it, there is a title race. If it goes on to be a tight affair between the two teams. Both sides 1-1 now it wasn't pretty but they've looked at it as probably massive results.
2: I definitely, definitely. Just get back to that mentality thing I gained And I don't think Celtics is that Celtics 1-0 was as comfortable as ours. Kind of reading between the lines and what i seen on the, the text commentary seemed a wee bit closer than my game was in Ross County. Like, decent few chances. And see if you look at the, the difference between the mentality and the fans just now, Scott, there's Brendan Rodgers has come out with some controversial comments at the end of his game in his post-match interview, whereas we seem a lot more content just now. We're struggling 1-0 one, but with but with a, a tough 1-0 victory, a tough away venue. Celtic don't seem to be as stable as that. Stable is the right word. Um, but it just seems to be the slightest wee thing is, is, is changing the feeling within a club just now. And that's what I think could potentially be massive, and and this title race going forward, is we are getting results and feeling positive about it, they are getting results and feeling a bit more negative. Is that fair to say?
0: Yeah, no, I think it's fair enough. I was kind of going to bring this up kind of later on as well. That I I look Rangers in the past kind of five six years, with the exception of fifty five, did do things simple. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't going one and one now. There was occasional games where you would get maybe an early goal, but there was uh, Celtic, I think there's two different mindsets. I think Rangers are looking at being that side who are just going to get kind of one, their wins by hooker by crook. but the Celtic want more. And I know that maybe sounds weird, but I mean, I think Rangers recruitment, and I know the players haven't kicked a ball yet, but I think Rangers recruitment so far in January has been really, really good in terms of the profile they're going for. And Celtic, I see a lot of frustration. Now, if you're asking me out the two sides who needs to do more business in January, Rangers 100%. But I'm seeing a lot more anger for the Celtic side, which I'm pretty baffled by. Because I think Celtic, we see it. We see it Celtic have a lot more quality in the final final third. We saw it in the 30th of December. So for me, I just think right now, I think there's two very different mindsets. I think Rangers are looking to be the simple mindset. I think Celtic are looking for, for more than what, maybe ideas of other stations are wrong term, but Celtic seem to be looking more at what can we what can we do? Rangers are going to have to have Europe. I think, I've said it before and I'll say it again, I think the advantage is in Celtic because Celtic don't have European football. Celtic can have more time to play with their squad, whereas Rangers are going to have a lot more competition. Rangers are going to be in Europe. I think Rangers will be wanting to go far in Europe, again, which could be a detriment to a league a league like challenge, but right now I would say I would say Celtic the Celtic fans anger is weird and I think Rangers are kinda for the first time in a while it just seems
2: fairly straightforward. So it's a very similar feeling to Michael Biel on it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it does. And I, I do I'm intrigued to see what happens. I, I think unless I, I do think Celtic will sign maybe one or two before the end of the window. I think Rangers will still add with the, the news we heard tonight. But I think Rangers will be fairly really positive with our, their with our business and the, the kind of look on. But we'll move into kind of transfer news because we've obviously got a, a very in, interesting week coming up, obviously, with the end of the transfer window. Scott, we'll start with outgoings. Uh, Yelmaz, redvan Yelmaz, I think, we would have thought could potentially be heading out the door. You'll know where I'm going to go here and I'm not going to hide it. If it's up to me, Redvan stays. You bring in this boy from Apple L. Embarrass HP. Get something for him and get him out the door because I I do think Yilmaz is kicking on about whether was playing for a move, I don't know. But I I would be fairly happy if uh, Yilmaz stays bringing the, the Brazilian and that could be a kind of look towards the summer.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely. If we can get anything for Barisic right now, I would take it because I'd, I'd take pennies from him out and get nothing from in the summer when it comes to him. I mean, I've said it before, I'm far from it's such a biggest fan. I would have sold him two years ago if we had the opportunity to. But, but right now, but I'm now and bring in this Brazilian left-back that we've been talking about and have him and Yilmaz as our 2 full fall-back options till now for the end of the season, then I'd be more than happy with it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I bet how interesting news came out on Saturday night Scott what was the, the potential departure of Jose Cifuentes. There is talk that he is set to head to Turkey to join Risa Sport on a loan with an option to buy about two two and a half million but what we're hearing will be a, a slight profit. Regards to Cifuentes, Scotty, I think well, I'm very much of the opinion I think there's a player there. I just don't think he's settled in terms of the the climate. I don't think they can at early stages of trying to fit a man in a system that was already broken, helped under Bill, I do think the next two or three years that we'll probably be looking at Cifuentes as maybe a a good, decent player. But I just don't think it was going to work for him at Rangers. I think I've kind of come to that conclusion. And this was somebody who was very excited by him.
2: Oh, 100%. I was I was guilty of believing it. When Michael Bill says that he was going to take us to the next level, I believed it. Just because... But what I'd seen of the boy and the fact that Brighton and stuff had looked at him. But then on the other side they coined Brighton at a bottom. <laughs> we did. Um so it it's it's just it's it's circumstances, it's purely circumstances. The boy's no run of matches, he's been played out of position under bill, he's had bad injuries, he struggled to settle. He had that cryptic inst- Instagram message last week, whether that was in relation to something personal or something professional, who knows? But the fact that we've identified that. He's not really a player that we can use moving forward. We could be dealing with the money elsewhere and we've move, moved him on he's good business with the club on. Oh, and, and I don't think it's going to be one that comes back and we're going to wish in two, three years or we wish we'd kept him. Kind of similar to Lammers? Lammers has been a really, really good he's a good couple of matches for Utrecht. They, so they think. But um they're they they they're really appreciating Lammers And I'm happy to see that because these boys have come in and it's just not worked out for them. So Fair enough, but club's done well to move them out.
0: Yeah, Scott, I think that's interesting because we we look at we look at Rangers and we look at the mentality of the club and things like that, but you're coming from California, right? One of the warmest places in the world, one of the most exotic places in the world. And you're heading to Glasgow where it's raining constantly, different to what you've ever known in your life. And Scott Young, I think. If is a, another example, I, I think I, I'm a place like Turkey. I think he that will suit him, but I just don't think Rangers did.
1: Yeah, I, I mean it's it was a list of things that he didn't he didn't say with the climate, didn't say with City He thought he didn't like. Don't know, he didn't like Clement? He just thought it very very different to Beal in terms of their style of management. The only suited well to that. And if that's the case, then if we can get what I think it's a two million option about your obligation, obligation like. Consent is it's an obligation yeah well we paid one and a half million for him so we've made a profit right. on a boy in six months paid. after a after a handful of games and in those handful of games he didn't like the world he didn't set the world really. So, like so it's good business just if he don't like it here get rid of him now get a bit of money for him and then hopefully put that to some more players who will adapt better here yeah I think that's
0: interesting and Scotty Mackay, let's look at the potential incomings. Now, we did hear a rumour going about towards the, the end of last week that the, the left-back situation could potentially be getting resolved in one way or another. The boy Jeff Day coming in from Applewell. Now, this is a bit more complicated than I think any deal will be because he's on loan at Applewell from Fluminense, I believe. And for any deal to happen in this window, it would need to be because where would need to cancel the loan. I think they've got first right to buy. I think it's something like five hundred grand. I think that will go all the way. But I've been I've been looking at reports on Jeff. Day. He's twenty year old. He likes to get forward, and again, it just on paper makes a lot of sense in that South American market that Rangers are going to look to go into again. I believe, it just seems white there for the taking.
2: Aye, definitely, definitely. Um, it seems quite a prospect going forward. I'm not. I'm not so sure about he's he's defending how he's going to adapt his physicality to physicality of the league. I think that's probably my biggest concern about signing somebody for South America. Um, but it's it's a right market we're shopping them but my biggest concern with Diomondi, seeing the the boy for lawns that were linked with the night and then if uh, that's how you can pronounce it. It's it's not um I don't know um. I'm getting vibes of Pedro Cacchina bringing in Carlos Peña, Herrera, Dalcio. I've just, I've got, I've, I've had all these nightmares as a Rangers fan in the past. Paul Le Guin tried it, but Lee Bossy on court, Carol Svensson tried to shop markets last us on earth James and it's backfired on us. So I'm a wee bit weary about it. I'm excited as well, don't get me wrong. I think if there's a way to go, this is the way we need to go. But I think we need to balance it out with players that we know can come in and do a job.
0: Scott Young, I think that there is there is that kind of interesting dynamic now, like Yefte, we've never heard of him, let's be honest, I'd never heard of him until I first heard his name, I'd never heard of the, the boy that's coming in, meant to be coming in from lawns, and these are very different, where probably a year ago, the are players that have not been linked already, we've heard of them because they were good at one point, and they've lost their way or they've been injured, and it's a different look. And I, I'm quite excited by it. And I understand there are risks, as Scotty Wrightwood says, because we've been doing that show before. I mean, Dalsu, we'd never heard of him. We thought he was going to be amazing. Turned out to be not the not the answer. But you do have to take the, the rough and smooth. And I am someone of the belief that you have to look at different ways. If, I think Niels Coppin has to have looked at the recruitment system over the past three or four years and said, that way you're doing that is stinking. Let's move on. Let's do something different. This, to me, is different. It seems to be getting the kind of right profile in, and I'm all for it.
1: Yeah, something needed to change. Because seeing a bunch of old Englishmen who always get injured for the Championship, it just never ended well. And Cantwell, even Cantwell, Judy's firmly still out when it comes to him. So... Obviously, Ben Davies has now up to do it, plus, like that. I think going into these markets, getting gems for low money, selling them for a lot of money is the way forward. It's the way that it's been completely honest. Sway Celtic have done it and they've sold, they've turned in £25 million for Matt O'Reilly recently. Sold you out. It's what we need to do if we want to be a we we had Ross Wilson speak about this transfer model that we sold two players, three players from for a day, for an okay amount of money. We had Bassey, Paps, and Enable, but apart from that, Marialis went on a free, Kent went on a free players like that. Players with high value. were like go oh, Barisic might be another one who was linked with twenty million pound move to Spurs a couple of years ago, but letting go for nothing now or pennies if it doesn't sign a deal. So clement was not happy about it obviously and hopefully this is the way we're going
0: Yeah, I think that's, that's the way we need to go. Can I final point, Scotty before we wrap up, in terms of what we, we need to see you know, Oscar Oscar Cortez. there's talk, just uh, before we came on here it seemed as if it was a goer there's talk now that it might just be rumours there's nothing really close compared to what we heard maybe a couple hours ago so I think this is one to definitely keep an eye on I think in terms of a winger, a left-back, if their deals get done, it's really hard to get a number nine in. I know the type of number nine you want. I do think that's the only position now. I think get a number nine in, get a clinical goal scorer. I don't think Dessers is going to do it all over the course of a season. I think it's a good option to have. But Rangers Mm -hmm. need a number nine. And I think that's the only missing link now if they get these uh, Jeff Day and Cortez.
2: definitely, definitely. The number nine needs to be right, though. The number nine needs to come in. People able to hit the ground running, um, no way back in it, as I'm not really bothered about it in terms of all as long as he can finish a chance in the box. what chance conversion rate as a team is, is not the best. Um, my concern about bringing somebody in, foreign-wise, would be it's took Dessers three, four or five months to show us what he, what he can do. But that's why I've been such a fan of Shankland. Um, it's because we know that... He, we can score gold in the league. Basically, that's, that's, that's all I'm wanting in this signing today. But we need somebody. We need to go and sign a striker because we're far too late up top. Danilo's out of April. we only, only really desers. Silva is not out-and-out number nine, as we've spoken about already. So we need to go out and sign somebody that's a, a prolific front man, basically. Whether that's we dip into the Scandinavian market for the likes Alexander Lind. um, That's not one I would probably be a final. I think that boy has... He had a good start to the season, and then tailored off. So, we would need him to come in and bring back, bring his the start of season form. I don't think that would be a, a decent enough option because we need somebody that can come in and score goals now. So, the forward, the striker is the most important signing for me, Scott.
0: Yeah, Scott Young, I would go along with that. I think it's the only position for me now that I think is really, really light. I don't know if, I, I don't think Shankland will happen, but I think somebody of that in terms of being a goal scorer somebody who can finish chances can link well with the, the wingers which I think is going really important because it's clearly a position that Clermont is looking to address and I think a, a, a 10 goal striker between now and the end of the season could win oh. you the title
1: Yeah definitely I put I think at the start of the window I wanted a left back a midfielder a winger and a centre forward that was my shot list And but well, it looks like we've got three out of four. I think heart and hand have basically just said this right winger's a goer. And it could be the next 24, 48 hours. So that's good to hear that some from inside the club saying that it's a goer. So you get him and get Hefty in, and then hopefully get a centre forward in. And then, I don't think, which seems to be a thing that people have said for ages. Board need to back the manager. We need X, Y and Z. No one can complain that the manager hasn't been back this window with positions that he wanted. And players that obviously he's had a look at and said, Yeah, I want them. So it's down to club on if we get that the squad's desperately needed.
0: Yeah. No, I think it's it's interesting and we're gonna be Kind of running quite quick in terms of the the news between now and the end of the window. We're going to do a live special on Thursday night where we're going to look at the the transfer deadline day. We'll be joined by various fans from various clubs. So stay tuned for that. And we're going to be basically any news between now and the end of the window, we're going to be all over it. We've got, you know, no games this week. So this week in terms of midweek. So it's full ahead looking to transfers and it's going to be a busy week on the channel. So I want to thank my guests for coming on to this week's episode. First of all, Scott Young. Yeah, cheers for having us on. Really enjoyed plotting Rangers for once in a while. Pleasure, well, and to Scott Mackay, mate. Thank you very much again.
2: Ah, uh, thanks for having me on again, Scott.
0: Brilliant. Thank you very much, to everyone. That's tuned in, folks, and subscribe to our Patreon for more Rangers content. Thank you.